You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks? Welcome to this week's episode of Drunk Wrestling History. I'm your designated host, Adam, and with us, as always, are the Drunk Wrestling Historians themselves. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. And uh, we both have the same drink uh, for uh, uh, this episode. What do we have? We are drinking the Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA out of uh, El Segundo Brewery in El Segundo, California. Scott managed to find some of this shit. It's the first time I've ever seen any uh, in Northern California. Yeah, Bevmo. Praise the Lord. Coming through like champions. Cheers. Did you tell me earlier you'd never had mm-hmm. one of these? No, no, no. We had these in... Okay. It? We had them in Palm Springs and San Diego. The Palm Springs okay. and San Diego, I thought yes. earlier. I thought earlier you said you never had it before. No, I just haven't found it here before. But okay. Yeah. All right, I'm God bless Bevmo. Absolutely. While they're taking a sip, I've got my favorite beer in the world, A&W Root. And I might, uh... <laughs> it's very, very, very strong. It is. And they also sell uh, good cheese curds at uh, their location. Oh, fuck yeah. I also got, <laughs> uh, thanks to Scott, Fago Original Red Pop. So, uh, for this episode, might see double fisting of drinking. Not God willing. Yeah. Oh wow! I normally only get into regular fisting. No. Right. No, but that and I can I, I can barely handle that. That actually may be a part of this episode when we dive into it. If you really think about it, you talk about Edge and Lita. Oh, I totally forgot about that too. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, still make sure that you uh, continue to head over to whatamaneuver.net for those of you who don't have the Drunk Wrestling History t-shirt and want you to look awesome in your office meetings, your uh, classes, any Zoom parties that you have, or uh, when you're sh- out teacher about meetings. teacher meetings, when you're out shopping trying to get your Brussels sprouts and your kid's like, I don't want Brussels sprouts. and some be like, hey, you have an annoying kid, but you have an awesome shirt. Then you tell them, you can head over to whatamaneuver.net uh, to we, get get the Drunk Wrestling History They also shirt. sell onesies, so your baby will be fucking awesome. Exactly. Right. If you have the kind of baby that you put a little bit of rum on their gums to get them to sleep. <laughs> a little brandy, maybe. Is it brandy? It's I think brandy. it's brandy, okay. yeah. yeah. Rub it on the gums. Okay. Just don't give them honey. Apparently that's bad for them. Honey is bad for babies? Yes. Honey is very bad what for babies. What are you babies. talking about? It's a well-known fact that honey is bad for you. You can't give a baby honey. What happens to them? They die. <laughs> no, what? Yeah, honey is bad for babies. You're It'll not supposed kill- to give a baby honey. I never heard this. Well, you're not supposed to put brandy on their gums either. It's like, well, I mean, I kind of know that, but dude, oh my, well, I'm glad you said that because if I ever, if there were ever a baby around me, I have a lot of honey in the house. 
Why I, would, no? I wouldn't hesitate to give them honey. See, educating the masses, that's what we do. So if you were unaware that a baby cannot handle honey, now you know. All right. See, we're more than just a drunk wrestling history podcast. We're a public service announcement. We're a public service announcement as well. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah, we're into public cervix. <laughs> Holy shit. Like Ivar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Ivar, Ivar has a cervix injury. <laughs> and my fantasy team's fucked. Mine too, I have Eric. Fuck. Good. Fuck us. All right, Adam, what are we talking about this week? Well, what just happened after after that public service announcement? By the way, you're welcome. Hashtag education system. We're, uh, we're taking this episode back to the year of our Lord, 2005. Heading over to Oklahoma City at the Ford Center. This is just a few years before Oklahoma City Thunder would show up. But of course, we have a much more important pay per view. Uh, that is uh, more eventful than them showing up and not winning any titles. Ha! Fuck the Thunder. Exactly. What's that? That's the basketball team. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Who blew a 3-1 lead against the Warriors, <laughs> who also blew a 3-1 lead. Yeah, and that one dude has a sign every time they go to... Who they blow the lead to? The Warriors? Cle- the Warriors, uh, the yeah. Fu- Cleveland, right? Yeah. Well, every Cleveland fu- beat the Warriors. Every fucking time Raw or pay-per-view goes to uh, Cleveland, there's a dude, he, he, he knows how to get good seats. <laughs> he has a sign. He's had this for years. It says the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. I want to point out that yeah. also the Vegas Knights... NHL hockey team yes, blew they a 3 1 lead against the Sharks. And that was the greatest day of my life. Fuck you, Vegas Knights. Yep. Bitches. Uh, mockingly, we like to call them the Vegas Golden Showers. It's our number one insult for them. I like that too. Ha! Pow! <laughs> They're saying power, pow, pow! <laughs> Ed McMahon over here. <laughs> it's a regular Tony Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> After that in, uh, intro, this is going to be Unforgiven 2005. Uh, big set of matches with the uh, main uh, main highlight uh, intro with the video package. It is a WWE title match between John Cena and Kurt Angle. Obviously, Bischoff uh, having his hand in uh, most of it, and Angle in his. Like, really in the zone as a wrestling machine. How good was the video package that leading was... up to this pay-per-view when they were showing how badass Kurt Angle was? Like, if you yeah. need to be reminded how big of a badass Kurt Angle was, watch this fucking intro package to this Totally, pay-per-view. totally. Oh my god, he was so good. It was actually kind of a... But he was a heel at the time, right? So it wasn't the best video package because you're watching it, you're like, this motherfucker rules. Yeah, he's you know? going to beat mm-hmm. this white rapper? Yes, please. Like, fucking have Angle win. He's yeah, a exactly. badass. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was. You're, you're right. It was a fucking killer video package. Oh my God, so yeah. good. Thanks for pointing out that it was in Oklahoma too because I missed that. I didn't know where it was. And um, at some point... JR's backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the crowd was on fucking fire for the show. So I actually mm-hmm. thought it might have been in Chicago because they were so loud. And you couldn't really get a uh, visual on the building itself. Well, except in the tag team title match. Um, not very loud for that. No, they hated that one. Um, <laughs> but it was a really hot crowd, so was. I, I was wondering where it was, and then ZZ Top were in the front row. Right. So I thought it might have been in Houston. Um, so I didn't know. So that's good. I'm glad you pointed that out, that it was in Oklahoma. I wonder if they were so hot because they don't get a lot of pay-per-views there. Because I don't feel like they even do a lot of Raws in Oklahoma City, do they? 
Isn't J.R. an uh, Oklahoma guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma oh, Sooners. But, but still, Oklahoma, I mean, even though they have an NBA team, that's definitely not a top media market. Right. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, this might have been the first pay-per-view they ever had or the first one they had in a yeah. long time. So maybe that's why they were so hot. Yeah. They were very excited, I, again, except for the actually, title match. Actually, yes. it just dawned on me. I mean, uh, just trying to figure out the timing. I forget when it was, but I remember the New Orleans the New Orleans Hornets had to move there temporarily because of the effects of Katrina. So at least there was definitely awareness for like a a franchise to take over there. And just the entertainment uh, market was there. Wait, hang hang on. I don't want to get too much. I don't want to turn this into a fucking uh, Jim Rome show and go on about sports, but the New Orleans Hornets are, that's a basketball team. Formerly the Charlotte. But don't they have the Pelicans? They are yes. now the New Orleans are, Pelicans. Exactly. Did the Hornets... Oh, did they go to Charlotte? They were in Charlotte. They were in Charlotte. All right, so timeline. Charlotte Hornets uh, is a new franchise. They moved to New, or- to New Orleans. After Katrina, the New Orleans Hornets have to play in Oklahoma City. Uh, then a new, fran- new expansion franchise, the Charlotte Bobcats, show up. <laughs> Hornets come back to New okay, Orleans. Okay, you know what? Eventually... I'm sorry I asked... Uh, they become NBA. the Pelicans. The Hornets are brought back. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't even know there were the Pelicans till we went to New Orleans the first time. Never even heard of that team. Well, you don't follow basketball. No. You follow wrestling and yeah, hockey. And hockey. And that's about it. Yeah. Because fuck the Knights. Right. All right. Let, let's get into the show. All right. <laughs> the longest intro we've ever ten, ten minute fucking <laughs> intro on a random pay-per-view from 2005. <laughs> Hey, they do video packages. We do long-ass uh, intros that go in yeah, so many do. directions. Have we been drinking? Maybe. It's a drunk podcast. First uh, matchup of the night. We're starting with the Intercontinental title match between the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, taking on Carlito. What a good opener. This, this is was great, so solid. This is a great opener. And, you know, you and I talked about this last You were here two weekends ago, and we were talking about what shows we were going to do. And we yeah. didn't know what I thought. I'm forgetting 2005. I got it mixed up with 2006. And I was like, well, what the fuck matches were even on that? So we looked it up. And as soon as I saw this match, I was like, oh, this would be a fun one to do. And then we saw Snitsky. We're like, then we oh, saw- dude, foot jokes? Yeah, yes, exactly. Please. Yeah, this would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. This will be solid. Um, this was a great match to start off with. Both guys were great. Um, I mean, when obviously- Carlito's like just starting to, to show up in wrestling. Like he's still fairly new at this mm-hmm. point. He dropped, Already he dropped his full name of Carlito Caribbean Cool. He's yes. now grounded himself, and he's got great fundamentals now. Yes. Yeah. So as Very far as good. I could tell from the video before it, this match was just about Carlito spinning an apple onto Ric Flair's face, which right. is pretty much every Carlito match. Yeah. Like yes, that was all kind of all he did was spit, spit apples. That's how you start a feud. Yeah, which was the dumbest fucking thing. But a step up from shampoo. Well, that's, yeah, they, yeah that's true. Yeah. They're not fighting over shampoo. They're fighting over spitting an apple in one's face, which is a little more believable, I yeah, guess. Yeah, But Carlito was so good, dude. Like, you forget how good he was. He was great. And he was maybe three, four months into his career at this point. Mm-hmm. Already, you could tell, very, very good. Yeah. Which is a damn shame he's not in WWE now. But, hey, they just rehired Molina, apparently. So, hey, anybody can get a job there, apparently. But Carlito was awesome at this point. But this was more about flair than it was about Carlito. It really was, Yeah. Um, and Flair was still, so this would have, it was only three years before his first retirement. He was 56 years old in this match. I yeah. Did the math. He was an old man. He was in great shape still. Yes. Um, there were definitely some Flair matches later on or, you know, to, uh, in his last run where you could see, you could see the age catching up to him. Like yeah. The money watched, in the bank, for example. Yeah. Or like his match with Undertaker where he, I think he tried to take a, a power bomb and couldn't get up. Yeah. Know, like hold on. Hold on. 
Adam, you give, sure? g- give me that. Um, so you guys, Adam no, clearly you're is, in the middle Adam of it. I don't is, want to interrupt. Adam, interrupt you. you can tell a person doesn't drink if they don't know how to use a bottle opener. <laughs> so he's got this soda and he needs a bottle opener to open it. So he's got a church key type bottle opener off of my refrigerator. He's using the wrong side. First of all, he did this in the last episode. It happened. And I watched him struggle with it. And the cap flew on the floor. So I'm going to do it for him. You got to use this end, right? Noted. And here's how you keep the thing from not flying away. You just put your hand over it, grab it like that. There you go. I hope that came across. That was a very, very good bottle that was open. Yeah. Nice and clean. It, was, it was like a professional took over. And well, I mean, I am a professional. I have well, a drunk wrestling podcast. Adam's used to like twist, twist tops. He drinks I know. No, no, to I his can, credit, he's straight edge. You no, know? I, I can see how he would struggle with it. But Absolutely. yeah, the, the pointy end is for opening like a fucking, uh, like a tomato can or something because it stabs it. You gotta, use the, you gotta right. use the square end. Um, well, look, Adam brought pizza. Don't knock the guy. Oh, yeah. Um, I, we should have mentioned that before. We should totally mention that. Uh, <laughs> we are, uh, we're getting ready to be mourning the, uh, the, uh, the loss of the Mexican, the pizza. Mexican pizza. Yeah, it's gonna be a sad day for this uh, show. It will. Fuck you, Taco Bell. So Adam showed up with pizzas with Mexican pizzas on top of them. Um, I'm going to tweet the picture. By the time you hear this, I would have tweeted the picture a few weeks ago. Say it again. Just say it again. One more time. For <laughs> he got pizzas yes. and put Mexican pizzas on top of said pizzas. Pizza Hut pizza. Pizza Hut pizza. With, with a Mexican, Mexican pizza, pizza on top. On top. Now, what was the beauty of when you opened up the box? Well, what was great was that the lid squished the Mexican pizza. <laughs> totally <laughs> forgot to anticipate And the Mexican that. pizza stuck to the lid. So when he opened it up over here, it looked like... I don't know what it looked like. A, uh, a shit ton of cheese on the fucking <laughs> roof of the Pizza Hut box. Not like a, enough. It looked like a Peter North movie inside that box. Yeah. Like Nick Manning packed the pizza. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was just like Taco Bell packed it themselves. Yeah, exactly. The cheese is stuck to the roof of the box. All the tomatoes. <laughs> so we're keeping stuck. tradition then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. It was very authentic. Dropping cheese. <laughs> Dropping fucking cheese. So back All to right. the match. Speaking of please. food and the please. apple eating wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> How's that for transitions? Um, so this was the match that we talked about before where Flair hit the move off the top rope. Which you never saw. So everybody knows the gimmick with Flair. Run to the corner, flip, run across the apron, go to the top rope, act like you're going to do an axe handle, get caught in a body slam. Flair flipped the script in this one where he went to the top rope and actually hit a top rope move on Carlito. The crowd popped huge. I think the the pop for him hitting the top rope move was bigger than Flair winning, spoiler, at the end of this match. Absolutely. Yeah, the crowd went mm-hmm. banana. Nobody has seen that before. I've been watching Flair matches since like 85. Yeah. Never have I seen Flair actually hit a top rope move because he always gets body slammed. And yeah. you're expecting that to happen, and he actually hits a move. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Then the crowd goes, popped huge. Yeah, and then he goes to do it again. And then he gets... And then Carlito hit him with the drop kick. Yeah. And that drop kick was so stiff, dude. Oh, dude. That's one of those ones, I don't know how you take that and have it not hurt. Like, I don't think, oh. there's, I don't think there's a way to do it. When you're flying at the dude and you get drop kicked in the stomach, I was like, he, he's lucky he didn't broke his, break his swollen ass liver in that match. <laughs> I mean, it was Because gnarly, at this point, dude. it was very swollen. Yeah, exactly. And again, 56 years old, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, for a reference, I'm 46. Yeah. I would have been blown up at like the 34 second mark of this match. <laughs> right. This man went for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And took that stiff ass drop kick and got up. He's the man. Oh, I would have been a dead man. Yeah. So I love the finish too because um, Carlito uh, does the apple spot, right? Where he's going to spit the apple on Flair's face. 
and Flair punches him. Carlito chokes on the apple. Yeah. Flair gra- double legs him, takes him down, yep. and he For struts his way into a figure four. And you know what it reminded me of is that match with Steamboat where it was like Carlito beat himself the way Flair beat himself in that one match. Right. It was a really cool finish, and I doubt that they were trying to do that as a throwback to that match. But I like that they put it over that Carlito was choking. I think it was Coach was pointing Coach out Carlito and was King choking. Were both, like, yeah. he got to stop the match. He's choking. That's not <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's choking. Ma- and Carlito actually came off looking okay. Like he came yes. off lo- looking like okay, he only lost because he got fucking carried away and fucked up. Yes, you know it was really good. It was great. Yep. Um. It was. Yeah. I mean, I loved. I loved it. It was a great match, especially if you're into elder abuse. And after it was, which over, I am. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, who isn't? Right. Yeah. I love getting punched. Um. And then he did a promo after the match. <laughs> and what was funny about the promo? I don't know if you caught this. He said, uh, the only sad thing is that Triple H isn't there to share this promo with him. <laughs> and I was like, did Flair have a couple drinks before the match? <laughs> well, I think he did because he didn't cry. He oh, yeah. Won. You're right. Did not cry. Well, wait, but wouldn't that make... I feel like have a few drinks, he might cry more easily. I don't know. I, how... I've seen him sober and like totally tear up. Okay. So I think well, the more he drinks, the stronger he gets. Maybe I'm projecting. Possibly. Which, by the way, for the record, didn't you cry at the end of Pitch Perfect 3? Yeah, dude, but I was fucked up during that. Because now they have the well, bars. Right. Now they have the bar in the movie theater. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm strengthening your point. That yeah. The more you drink, the more emotional you get. I did, yeah. See, I think Flair did not because he's stronger. Than or me. maybe he did. Maybe he did have a few drinks. Because later on in the card, oh. he is shown to continue the party. That's true, yeah. It keeps going throughout the whole show. Yes, so a very, very drunk Ric Flair apparently defeated Carlito handily in this yeah. match. Yeah. Winning his first IC championship, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which Flair was not a man known for secondary titles. He was always a world championship man. Yeah. So you could tell this tail end of his career, again, 56 years old, but starts winning second-tier championships, which follows suit because he had won the tag team championship a year earlier. So mm-hmm. he's winning secondary championships. But still, at 56 years old... You shouldn't be winning any. No, you so, shouldn't. Be, you should be at home in a wheelchair. Exactly. So, woo! <laughs> so in between, so after that match, um, we have Edge and Lita backstage. Well, let's not forget Flair after the win pulls women from the audience. Not one. Oh, not that's two. Right. Not three. But four different women. Four women, which, not coincidentally, he was part of the four horsemen. Oh, I didn't even think of that. To throw four women into the back of his limousine backstage... Which would become a running theme during the show. Yes, it would. But now Edge and Lita. Edge and Lita are backstage, mm-hmm. and Lita's like massaging Edge, and they're just she's talking about how Matt when when Matt was hurt, he used to call her every night on the phone. Dude, and what a dick. Yeah, and then and Lita then, was just being a dick. Yeah, and then she was like, "Remember, then he'd call you his best friend after, oh, and, and then you'd fuck, hang dude. up and roll over in bed, and I was there. It was like they're just like but, twisting and, the and knife. You know, this was not trying a to get line. Edge hard for his match. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this was not a story. This shit was fucking real. That's yeah. what was like. That was the worst part of this. Like, okay, it's one thing if it's a storyline. You know that shit's fake. Okay. We knew this shit was real, so it made what she was saying that much more effective because you felt that shit. Because an average Matt Hardy fan was feeling this and way more in Matt Hardy's corner for, the, corner for this match. Oh, totally. I mean, how could you not be? Exactly. Made me hate Edge even more. And Lita, too, for that matter. I could never hate Lita. Well, she did a good job here. 
Yeah, and totally. So, we, next match yes. after that. So, we have Vince's Devils taking on Trish, women's champion, and winner of the Diva Search, Ashley Mazzaro. Did you notice Trish's gear here? It was different, yeah. Yeah, she it was those, very different. She had the goofy little shorts. Like boy shorts yeah. and like a crop top type tie Yeah, thing. it was weird. Yeah. yeah, very weird. Not typical Trish gear. Yeah, I didn't love it. Yeah, me either. One Except w- for the boy shorts. One thing that I do have to point out about this, I think uh, even weirder than that, uh, and only because I'm currently present. Uh, so Lillian Garcia an- announces them as the team of Tori Wilson and Victoria. God damn it, Lillian. Didn't you notice there was a third person? How could you forget Candace Michelle? <laughs> Lillian didn't mention Candace? No, she did not. Sad. Adam had a hard time with that. Yes. <laughs> now I have a yes, hard time with that. Really? She didn't mention Chandis? She didn't That's mention Kansas <laughs> Michelle. The three of them come out and says, here comes the team of Tori Wilson and Victoria. No wonder they shit Candace nope. ass at one point. Just not going to mention that third person. Yeah, Triple H called her a Jesus horse face. Uh, Lillian or Candace? Lillian. <laughs> That's what she gets, dude. She forgot to mention Candace. <laughs> okay. Rookie move, bro. So... I, I didn't I I forgot about this match. I Yes. They're doing the entrance and I'm thinking, why are they fucking doing this to us? Why are you putting Ashley Massaro in a match? She had just won the Diva Search, which was probably the stupidest thing the company had ever done. Besides the WBF and the XFL and the Brawl for All and you know And the, everything the, that the, we the, cover the, the in ba- when you uh go back and uh, check out the Vince Failures episode, make sure that you check that out on <laughs> everywhere where we have the podcast available, iOS, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. It was just like why would you ever put someone who doesn't know how to wrestle on a wrestling in a wrestling match on a wrestling show on pay per view that people are paying to watch? But to their credit, A, Trish Stratus was women's champion at this yeah. point. And Ashley Massaro was a tag team partner. Right. Meaning you could keep her on the apron. For a chunk of this match. Well, and that's what they and did. And when you bring her in, all she's going to do is sell. Yeah. So. That's basically what they did. I they, think they did it right in this match. Like, as good as you could make her look, they did so in this match. I actually didn't hate the match. Um, I didn't either. Sort of in my notes. I, I think I wrote that it was better than it probably should have been. But and, not as good as if they just had Trish versus Victoria. Right. Trish and Victoria would have fucking killed it. Oh, it would have been great. But um, they made the most of what they had to work with. Ashley took a dive out of the ring at one point. Dude, did you catch that? She like I thought she almost landed on her head. Did she break her cervix like um, Ivar? No, her cervix seemed to be fine. She okay, got back good. In. The referee didn't even check on her cervix. Really? Yeah, I was surprised. I expect them to dive out and check. But Usually no. it's like two fingers. <laughs> make sure that... Nah. No, huh? No. Oh. Jesus yeah. Christ. Unprofessional. Who's the uh, fucking ref? Uh, Kyoto? Yeah. This motherfucker. <laughs> um, there was a sign in the crowd that had a picture of Homer Simpson... It said, mmm, divas. <laughs> Lawler made that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was Brian Christopher in the, holding it. Oh, <laughs> oh God damn it. He, he got that ticket on StubHub. <laughs> also, Enzo. also, that family was in the, in the front row who was always there. You know what family. I'm talking about? Yeah, no. there's that one family. So it's like a family, and like back then in 2005, so it's like a mom and dad and a little boy. So and this is like the the 2005 version of like neon green shirt guy, and right? Long haired dude. Yeah. Um, okay. They're still there. They still go a lot, but not as much as they used to. But they used to okay. be like every fucking thing. Okay. But it's like a mom and dad and like a little kid. And like little kid looked like little Harry Potter with his glasses. Okay. He was so cute. I've watched him grow up on TV. 
Um, now, sometimes he's not there. Like, he went out to college or something. The mom and dad are still there a lot. Yeah. But okay. dad always has a camera. He takes, like, 500 fucking pictures a night. Okay. But they were there. Um, you know who I'm talking about. I really don't. They but... walked past us at 29. Uh, I wasn't sitting with you at 29. No, no, no. When we were waiting to get on the train. Oh. Yeah. They walked right past us. I don't know. Whatever. It's not that important. You pay way more attention to that than I do. I, dude, I'm so distracted. Apparently, I watch more in-ring and less out-of-ring. Yeah, I watch the crowd all the time. You really I do. know exactly what's going on out there. I know who's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Um, but yeah, the match was fine. It wasn't, you know... Um, fine is... Yeah, okay, I'll go with fine. Yeah. Because Trish was in it and Victoria was in it. Yeah, Trish and Victoria definitely carried the match. And not even... to upset Adam, but Candice was in it as a manager. Yeah. And she got involved, which is what you expect a, a heel vi- manager to very be. Very innovative way of uh, using your dress to choke somebody while it's while still wearing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That that was the one good effect that was in there for fundamental wrestling. Yeah, definitely Victoria and Trish were carrying that. I thought Ashley had a lot of, a lot of wasted moves in there. Yeah. So she she yeah. wasn't great, but she sold a lot more than she got in. Right, they just put her in holds. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. You have her learn. Yeah. yeah. But so, Chick Kick wins it. Yeah, she hits that um well, she does that, what is it, like a bulldog head scissors spot? Yeah. Right? And yep. then she gets trick, uh, the, the chick kick. Chick kick right after that. Yep. And Trish was awesome. She was great. Trish was really good. You know, Best uh, of all also, time. oh, I forgot to mention, during the match, too, though, like, Coach and JR, all they talked about is how hot all these chicks were. Oh, my God. And okay, I, I was for- going to get into the creep factor later, right. but yes. Yeah, and I kind of forget, was there another match? Or are you talking about Lita? Uh, the during the Lita them. match, I yeah. was going to get into the creep factor th- of the dudes. I think I forget how much of that went on on the commentary back then. Oh, it was bad. Because you, like, you think about back then how the women's division was really good, and then it took a shit for a few years, and then it and, got good again. Yeah. And it's on TNN. But you know what? Realistically, yeah. though, I don't think they... I mean, they could all wrestle, and they'd give them good spots on the shows and, and big angles and everything, but I... Looking back at it, I don't think they took it as seriously as they probably should have because they did do that shit. JR is calling a straight match. Yeah. But the other two clowns are just talking about the way the chicks look. Right. And then I was like, man, it's like no wonder like a lot of there weren't a lot of chicks who watched wrestling back then. Yeah. You're playing up the sex factor as opposed to the wrestling value. Especially with the ones who could work. Right. Like especially with them, like you should be talking about what they're doing in the ring. You know? Yes. Um, It was actually kind of like almost like. At the time, I, I think it didn't bother me at all because it was just it was what it was, and you're used to it. Like, yeah. But going going from now to back then, like yeah. it really kind of bothered me through the match. Could you like, imagine really that like commentary during a Sasha and Bailey match now? Exactly. Like you'd lose your mind on the no. fucking announcers. Like fuck Can't these guys. Yeah. Yeah. But in totally. 2005, like you said, different time. Well, Lawler says something every once in a while on Twitter. Fucking lights his ass up for it. Right. You know. But back then it was like normal. But it um, was normal banter, and we'll get to yeah. that during the Edge and Matt Hardy match as yeah. well. Something comes up, but Flair really sets the precedence. Yes, he does for creepy dudes during this pay per view. Oh, that's right. yeah, and that actually comes up uh, at the conclusion of this match. They make their way over to the limousine. Driver is taking a shit somewhere or getting a pretzel. I don't know, but <laughs> but whatever it is, they uh, gets uh, all the girls into the limousine and uh, closes the door really quick. Uh, has to pull out. Uh, his prescription, so Nature Boy could <laughs> become a Nature Man inside. To so pe- become Dick Flair, the, the pe- <laughs> popping Viagra with champagne. champagne. Yeah, the- chasing. You know what? Um, and we'll, 
we see what happens next. I, from watching this, his um, booze and Viagra experience went way better than my booze and Viagra experience <laughs> that I did one time. Okay. Yeah. So, hey. It didn't go as well for me as it did for him. <laughs> when we wrap up the Flair saga, you need to tell that story. It's not that much of a story. I'll just tell it right now. I took a, a guy I worked with had Viagra. He gave it to me. I took a legit one. Viagra or secondary, like... I, I don't know. I don't know. He just gave me a pill. I don't remember if it was blue. This is like 15 years ago. I don't remember now. Did you see blue um, after you took it? <laughs> I didn't really see much, dude, because you know what? <laughs> I took it after like about a bottle and a half of Jaeger. <laughs> Oh God! And I you ended didn't up see anything. No, I ended up throwing up like ten minutes after I took it and passed out. So it was of no use to me. <laughs> you had Jaeger dick anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to cure the Jaeger dick, and I ended up throwing the Viagra up. How many times did we need to see Ric Flair slap an ass during this pay per view? More than we did. Right. Thank you. Yeah, I would say one more time. The best part about it is how he counted the chicks and took that many pills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then wash it down with champagne. Oh my gosh. 2005, thank you. Yeah. Dick Flair. All right. Uh, before getting to the next match, William uh, introduces ZZ Top sitting uh, front row uh, in uh, one of the sides of the ring. And then uh, go into the intros uh, for the match of Big Show versus Snitsky. Mr. Big, show, Big yeah. show shaking hands. Yeah. With fucking ZZ Top. Yeah. All well, right. I mean, of course. Okay. They're legends. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Mark. it's him, him and uh, Snitsky, Mr. Backney himself. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, that dude's back. Like, it looked like, you know what it looked like? It looked like the Braille menu at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> or like... It was, his back looked like that, you know, the thing um, at like a, at a crosswalk, the little bumpy things that uh, blind people touch <laughs> with their with their cane. Like it looked like that. I never saw. You know what I mean? Like he didn't look like a steroids guy either because he didn't really have any muscles for a big guy. But <laughs> right, I never saw. But he that. was taking them apparently. Oof. Something was going on with that back of his. It looked like it was a map to where he kicked that baby to. <laughs> It was crazy. He had so I'm I'm looking at Snitsky and I kind of forgot about this fucking clown. Was he the least impressive big guy ever? Yeah. Right? Yeah, he was. Because he was I don't think he was even that big. He was just tall. Maybe Tyson Tomko would like have an argument against him. No. Or El Gigante. No, Tom Tomko was ripped. Yeah, Tomko was ripped. ripped he had a good he build. Was mobile. But yeah. personality? Tom no, I'm not Actually, talking about the most No character. personality was there. I'm like, not talking about fucking you know, the guy who would host a talk show. You know, I'm talking <laughs> about the guy who looks like a badass who could fuck you up. All right. El Gigante would only have been worse than this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And El, El Gigante had an immaculate back. He did. Yeah. <laughs> no steroids running through that guy. Yeah. But I mean, no, Schnitzky was awful. This yeah. match, I don't even have anything really written down for this. I kind of, uh, um, I mentioned that Big Show was fucking huge at this point. He was, right? Because yes. that guy's weight would fluctuate a lot back then. At this point, he was big yes. as fuck. And this was before his tag team championship with Kane. Yeah. Because they won the title shortly after this. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of, eh. You know, yeah. nobody really cared. I don't think Vince cared about this match because they ended up showing a replay during the match of some shit that had happened a few weeks ago on Raw. Yeah. I the ring bell. I don't think I've ever seen that before or since. Yeah. So I, I made note of that. I'm... Pr- I think it's just how bad Snitsky was of like, hey, you're supposed to wait for the replay on the Jumbotron to finish before you start doing your in-ring action. And he just jumps into it. 
And I if, wouldn't say he got, got squashed. If, you, if you've seen uh, no. a live show. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I say know. he got squashed in this. He had a showing. Like, he gave Big Show a belly-to-back suplex. Yeah, yeah. But And Big Show did a nip-up by holding the by top holding, rope. By holding the rope. He did a nip-up slash pull-up. Right, exactly. Yeah. But you know what? To be fair, I, I couldn't do that. Oh, dude. <laughs> I threw out my hip trying to do that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just absolutely loved shushing the crowd so he could slap the chocolate out of him. That was great when he used to do that. That was great. <laughs> yeah. No, that was really good. I like Big Show one with the choke slam. Yeah. But I like afterwards laid out Snitsky twice with the ring bell. Mm-hmm. Like a fuck you. And then that was that. I assumed that yeah. was the end of the angle. Was it the end of Snitsky? I when was, was the baby no. punting? So I was going to ask you, was that the end of Snitsky or was that, um, did they write him off TV for some, you know? I don't remember when the end of Snitsky happened. Snits, I don't either. Snitsky was still there when DX uh, came back. And that would have been oh, 07, shortly 08? after 06. Okay. No, it would have been shortly after 22. So I wonder if they took him off TV for a few weeks, like maybe yeah, yeah. Like wrist injury. Or, I mean, I mean yeah, Snitsky was still there, but obviously never in a, ma- in a main event conversation. Okay. Yeah, and, and I don't remember when he kicked filler. that fucking baby. Imagine like, that. Snitsky never in the main event. Yeah, so he had like... We remember Snitsky mm-hmm. for two things. Kicking a baby and like touching Lita's feet. And back knee. And back knee. Yeah, thank you. You yeah. already brought that part no, up. No, I remember him from touching May Young's feet. Well, like I said, the dude... He the, loved to touch feet. Like, that was a Aside thing. from that, the other thing that I remember him for is brush your teeth. I want to bury the uh, feet touching the, the foot fetish in general, but I feel like that's... It's common enough that probably someone listening to this has a foot fetish, and I don't want to lose any listeners. Unsubscribe. <laughs> so after that, Flair is now hotboxing the limo. <laughs> He's partying hard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and that's all you see. You don't see anything. You just see smoke coming it's, out of the fucking yeah, door. It's yeah. a shot of the limo door with smoke pouring out of it. His music in the background. Yeah, with his music in <laughs> right. the background. Yeah, yes. you're like, they're either smoking a lot of weed in that in that limo or there was an unfortunate accident. They're all going to come out of their cremated. <laughs> right. Like Kane showed up to the fucking limo. It's like a great white concert going on inside the limo. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh my god. Speaking of, next match we have, dear god almighty, Kerwin <laughs> White taking on Shelton Benjamin. I fucking loved Kerwin White. Oh, okay, you're like the only one sitting at this table. Dude, I thought it was such a funny gimmick and um, Chavo, I love Chavo in general. I do too, and I, that's why I hated Kerwin White. I think Chavo is one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. I, he really is. And I, I think agree. part of it is because he was Eddie's cousin. You know? Yes, like exactly. If, if he'd been unrelated, he would have been like, well, I don't know if he's retired. I don't think he is, right? Is he in TNA? I have no idea. If he is, he's backstage because I don't think he's an on-air okay. talent. I mean, he would be a no-doubt Hall of Famer if he wasn't Eddie's cousin. I still think he should end up in the Hall of Fame eventually. I mean, he had, he's, You think he's just always been under that shadow? Like, he's never been able to stand... Like, if his last name was not Guerrero. Right, right. If his yeah. last name was, like, Chavez or something. Right. It would be a different story. Yeah. But um, he was so good, and he, like, really was one of those guys who turned into Kerwin White and committed to it. And he was such a fucking tool. <laughs> the blonde hair. And what the, a shitty gimmick, dude. Oh, Come man. On. I, I a white golfer? Great. It was great. It he was dyed great. his hair blonde like fucking Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Come on. It, yeah, well, he dyed his hair blonde like a white dude. But you know what's uh. great is he didn't stop tanning. <laughs> <laughs> he wore fucking khaki shorts. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I hated this. Oh, it was incredible. I drove in on a golf cart. His music. And a golf cart. Yeah, a golf cart. Uh, he had to be named after the director, Kerwin, right? Oh yeah, Kerwin. Selfies. Selfies. Or selfies. Yeah. Selfies. Yeah. Right. That had to be where they. Which I'm sure Kerwin. Which I'm sure Kerwin loved that. Like, oh, you put the fucking nerdiest fucking white guy and name him after me. Uh, which I'm, I'm, I imagine Kerwin isn't exactly cool. <laughs> Kerwin. Just, just to guess. What a name. <laughs> yeah. Before you even saw WWF TV back in the day, did yeah. you know anybody named Kerwin? I don't know anyone named Kerwin now. I still I mean, don't. Never, no. What is, is there, um, is Kermit like a short, short for Kerwin? Like what, if you're, if your name is Kerwin, what do people call you? Do they call you Kerwin or is there like a. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? How there's like, if you're like. Um, James, you're, you go by uh, Jim. Jim, is there a Kerwin name like that? No, I would guess just K. Kirk, maybe. No, Kirk is an entirely separate name. Okay. No, Kerwin. Just I, I would abbreviate it to just the first initial in the Kirk, name. Kirk with <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just loved him. I thought he was great. His he hung his sweater on the turnbuckle. Uh, um, I hated this. Yeah. I, I I hated every bit of it. Because I was a Chavo Guerrero. Like, I thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to stand here and claim, like, oh, I'm the biggest Chavo Guerrero fan. But the guy on his own was outstanding. Yeah, he was. Like you said, if he wasn't Guerrero, yeah. he'd be in a class all by himself. Yeah. But Guerrero was his last name. And right. so, under Eddie's shadow, obviously. But Kerwin White, really a white <laughs> golfer with blonde hair and khaki shorts. Horrible. And a golf cart? Yeah. For fuck's sake. So, you know what's great is I have in my notes that... The commentators were not even talking about the match. They were just talking about Kerwin's name. Yes. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> we're not even talking about the match. Exactly. Even t- did you even say who he wrestled? Uh, Shelton Benjamin okay. happens to be in this match. <laughs> Who's relevant today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> 15 years yeah. later, still relevant. Yeah. Kerwin, uh, they, not so much. Uh, they had a good match. Uh, Shel- it was good. Yes. Shelton was working his ass over early on. And then Kerwin hit a uh, chop block. Yes. And then he worked Shelton's leg. And it was really, um, it was very straightforward, standard kind of match. Solid mid-card you know? match. Yeah, it was a good, perfect mid-card match. No they, titles on the line, just two mid-carders just going head-to-head. Just head. a grudge match, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah uh, they did a, um, oh, Kerwin did a spinning head scissors and then did a curtsy after, which was adorable. If you say so. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, there was a superplex, which was great. Off the top row. By, Off the top yeah. row. And, yes. Yeah. And then the finish was Kerwin tried to use the golf club. Right? Yeah. And the king said, this this calls for an eight iron. <laughs> Stupid joke. Shelton ends up uh, catching him, reverses him, hits him with the T-bone suplex. That's it. That Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Shelton wins. Yeah. Beats ops, the shitty gimmick. Ops not to attack him with the club that was brought in there. Yeah. Maintaining just face le- status. He just, let, he just let his wrestling speak. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after that, we get another backstage promo with Matt, and basically he calls Alita a bitch. That was about it. Shows all his charisma. Right. And uh, that's that. Yep. Exactly why Alita dumped him in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt gets no sympathy. Yeah. For- <laughs> Meanwhile, Edge, in the interview earlier, gets fucking ridden in the locker room, essentially. Yeah, and you're like, of course she's fucking Edge instead of Matt. Right, yeah. <laughs> they essentially call Matt a cuck, and he shows up here and fucking calls her a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, Matt. We see. I still love Matt, though. Yeah. And that's what we get into, the steel cage match between Matt Hardy and Edge. This is about a month after he's beaten to a bloody pulp at SummerSlam. If I get Lawler immediately, oh, how hot does Lita look? Coach, do you think I have a chance? 
<laughs> Fucking old no. guys at this pay-per-view. God no. damn it. Yeah, Coach should have been... Have you seen Edge? Yeah. Have you looked in a mirror, Lawler? <laughs> well, no, but Lita was a whore, so maybe he did have a chance. Lawler did make good coin. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, fucking Flair banging chicks in the limo. Then you got Coach and Lawler talking about the hot chicks on the show. It's quite like, a show. Uh, I got to head out to Oklahoma City. It's <laughs> 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 in the water in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's in the cage match. And the first thing I wrote in my notes is I fucking love cage matches. I love yes. them. It's probably my favorite gimmick. Um, Especially with these types of matches where both guys clearly hate each other. And there's a reason for a cage match. It's not like when they used to do the cage match pay-per-view. Right. When they just put people in cages. Right. There was a reason for it. Yep. And uh, this yeah, rivalry had to be elevated. Right. Yes. I mean, this rivalry was hot. Um, this was one of the best angles of, of that decade. Like, this might be my favorite angle besides the Eddie and Ray one. And it was real life. And that's what was so good about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, you're watching, you're like... It was really, it really got you because you're like, man, is someone going to fucking stiff someone? Yeah. You know, shit like that. You, you were kind of, almost waiting for that. Right, right. You kind of expect it to happen. I think you like, got it a little bit in this match too. Did you? Where? So I think I missed I, it. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Okay. But there's the point in the match where Lita gets involved, runs in the ring, tries okay. to hit Matt with the briefcase. Yeah. Matt catches the briefcase. And at one point, I think he goes to like throw it away. But he accidentally hits Lita with it. Oh, shit. When he throws it, like I he bats I, it away. I didn't think yeah, it was, it was Matt like beating a weird up Lita. bounce. I couldn't tell it if was. he was just batting it away or if it and like uh, Lita kind of grabs her right side, like "fuck" that really struck me. And then he busts her with a twist of fate, and you're like, "I think he got a little bit of revenge there." Like he told this bitch, "Wow, yeah, I, I think he got her a little bit, dude." I missed that. Yeah, it was towards. Well, you remember the part where she got into the cage yeah, and she was trying to about. distract him, and she went to hit him. It was during that part. Go back and watch it. Okay, I, I think he got a little bit of payback with that wow. one. I think he stiffed her. I don't think he stiffed Edge. They were very given. And look, you know, he, who, sti- he stiffed the girl. Edge stiffed the girl. <laughs> Matt Hardy was the cuck in this situation. Let's give kudos to Matt, Lita, and Edge that they could put everything that was personal aside because yeah, be this was a real life storyline. This really fucking happened. Yeah. And they were able to put all that aside to do some quality fucking business. Kudos to the professionalism of all three involved. I also want to give props to Vince. For booking this shit because he fired Matt. That was a no fucking brainer, dude. It was Listen a no br- crowd. It, it was a no brainer. Yeah, I mean, he, it was almost he almost had to bring Matt back. He did absolutely it was like every week. We want Matt. We want Matt. But um, well, look, the crowd's going to tell you at some point you're doing wrong. Do the right thing. Yeah. It happened with Daniel Bryan. How right. many years later? Nine years later, the crowd will tell you where you're fucking up. Mm-hmm. They told him with Matt. They told him with Daniel Bryan. This was a perfect example of that. And this really was what set off. At, uh, this brought Edge to another level because within oh my like, god, what, dude, five yes. months of this, he was world champ. He was world champion. You know, we this, had the briefcase at this point. Right. He had already won money in the money in the bank. But yeah, yeah this definitely you're right. Elevated him in to a the major, very next level in a with, major without major being fight. in a title match yet. Just showing that he can hang with the best of them in the most brutal match and taking an L in the match as well. And mm-hmm. I forgot that. I thought Edge won all of the matches. I thought so, too. And okay. I had forgotten. So when I went back and watched this, I was like, oh, fuck, Matt won. Yeah. This yeah. was... Um, so at the time when this was on, I didn't order a lot of the uh, non-Big Four pay-per-views. Right. I did order this one, and it was for this match. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. This was the match of the card. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might have... It should have been the main event. It should have been. Absolutely. But, you know... Well, it could have been. Matt won. So yeah. they ended with a face, but... Yeah. Totally could have ended the card. Yeah. 
it was a great match. Uh, you know, it actually started off kind of slow with Edge just beating the fuck out of Matt. He was fucking, fucking him whooping him, dude. Yeah, just really yes. brutal, like rude. Um, but, but it was kind of slow paced. It was, it was kind of like Triple H style, where it was kind of slow paced and just hard. Right. Um, I love that the announcers were selling how big of an ass whooping. Matt Hardy was taking. Right. They're like, he can't continue. He stopped at SummerSlam because he was losing too much blood. Like, mm-hmm. Edge was whooping his ass. Yeah, and Edge got busted open. Yep. And uh, he bled like hell, too. Dude, I mean, was how about that powerbomb from Edge to Matt? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. From the second rope? Mm-hmm. I thought that was it. Yeah. I think this match is over. Yeah. Um, yeah, what well, ended up finishing with, they ended up on the top rope. or uh, Yeah, they're both standing on the top rope, right? Yeah. And Matt kind of toss Edge off. Edge is trying to escape. So here's what I noticed about this is Edge landed in a perfect way to take a move. Like the way Edge was positioned when he landed, I yeah. could tell Matt was going to hit him with something yeah. and climb out. Um, but he did it naturally. He just kind of landed that way. And a lot of people now, they really telegraph that um, taking a move thing. Or I shouldn't say telegraph it, but they'll, they'll land and they'll be like, say they're 45 degrees off from the way they need to be positioned. Yes. And they'll just kind of like use their feet to straighten themselves out. And right. it's so obvious what they're doing. Yeah, they're putting themselves in position. Edge it did it in it. a way that looked completely natural, like he just right. landed that way. And I was like, I've heard of Edge showing up at the Performance Center to work with the young kids. Yeah. He should go, that should be a whole lesson. There should be a whole day on that. Right. Of how to land in position to take a move without looking like you're landing to take a move. Right. And by this point, Edge is like six years into his professional career? Um, he debuted in 99, 98, Well, his maybe? WWE career. Already that good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Already that good. Right. Outstanding. Yeah. So after that, Edge. Edge lands and the move he was setting up was Matt. Matt gave him a leg drop off the top rope. And, top of the cage? Or, I'm sorry, top of the cage. Yeah. Pinned him. And that's when you want to do a big move like that. These fucking dives like Ivar stupid ass right. uh, broke his cervix broke on. cervix, yeah. It's not worth it, and it right. happens every fucking week. And we've talked about this before, and you and I've talked about this a million Holds times. Holds no value, but this one mattered. Matt Absolutely. did the move because that's a big, dangerous move. You could fuck yourself up with a leg drop off the top of the cage. Oh, dude! Matt made it count. He absolutely did. Yeah. And let's Clean not hit. let's not look over Edge's bleeding in this match. Mm-hmm. Like when he actually got color, dude. I've watched a lot of squirting videos. Like. Nobody has squirted like Edge squirted from his fucking forehead, dude. I, like, I used to have a video called Gush. I was going to say he was gushing. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Great match. Great match. Killer match. Amazing. Should have yeah. been the main event. Yeah. Lita tries to roll over to console him, but they just lay there together. Referee is just consoling them with no help coming. Nope. Uh, unless the cage just wasn't up yet. But Because he's a piece of shit, so nobody's going to help him up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that crazy match. Yep. After, so what's next? After them uh, trying to get out of there, uh, Bischoff tries to antagonize Cena as he's uh, getting his feet taped up. Just continuing all the bullshit of like how he's in charge and like how dare he be the WWE champion and get him all those ratings. And all I, I want to point out a, a little known fact about this segment specifically. Go for it. While Cena is getting his feet taped up, Snitsky is off-camera masturbating. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. That's a Meltzer report. Not a lot what? of people know about that, but Meltzer reported it. Apparently, he gave it seven stars. <laughs> what? Wasn't Damn. even on Japan soil. Gave it seven stars. <laughs> the foot part or the Snitsky part? The, the Snitsky foot. part was seven stars. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
I only did six last night. You like to play with your Sega. I did. <laughs> uh, they cut back to Edge trying to crawl up the ramp. He's crawling like spaghetti. Looks like it too. <laughs> I, I don't want to overshadow that because you're almost making him look like a badass at this point. Like he's supposed to be the heel. Mm -hmm. Like no sympathy to this motherfucker. But like he's refusing help crawling up the ramp after getting his fucking ass whooped. Right. He's only got a pint of blood left, but he's not going to. That's it. He's, he's going to get up the ramp himself. Refusing help. He's going to do it on his own. No help from Lita. No help from the rest. He's a badass. Yep. That really builds his character. They didn't need to show that. But they did. That only elevates Edge again to the next level. Yeah. Building Edge's character. I think that loss did more for Edge than it did for Matt Hardy. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. And like you said, five months later, the dude's world champ. Mm-hmm. Next one that we have. This is for the world tag team titles. Uh, champions Rosie and the Hurricane taking on... Uh, from my shitty Mount Rushmore list, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. Uh, again, uh, you might remember them uh, when we, a few uh, episodes back when we did uh, Mount Rushmore for shitty tag teams. If you don't remember them, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to talk about this match? Um, the only thing I have to say is I love Hurricane. I do too. He's Rosie great. was okay. He was and, fine. I mean, it was a, okay. kind of a fun gimmick. It was fun. Um. Lance Cade had a great look, but really lacked charisma. Oh, dude. You know? He yeah. Just, he really was missing a big part of what you need to be a star. Yes. Trevor Murdoch also kind of had a good look, but if he would have worked out a little bit, and I know he was he was trying to look like his dad, I think. If he was in the 80s, I think Trevor Murdoch would have been way better. He would have been a star in the 80s, but at Absolutely. this point, you couldn't... I mean, he looked like he'd never seen the inside of a gym. Ever. But he still, in a way, looked like a tough motherfucker, and it's because he had that ugly face, you know. And he had that, that like he could take a punch. Yeah, and he always yeah. right. He looked like a guy who like yeah isn't a trained fighter, but would fuck you up in a bar fight. Right. But then they showed the little backstage thing, and he's got a tattoo of Tasmanian Devil, and I'm like, well, now he look doesn't look tough. You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. He, he loves a cartoon so much that he made it a part of his body. Right. You know, like they should have made him wear like sleeves or something because that just fucking look lame right you know like it really kind of undermined his hard ass look yeah um, and apparently wwf didn't do a great job of putting either of these teams over because dude when they came out the crowd was dead nobody gave a fuck about this match and granted you're following up matt hardy and edge which was like a very emotional match yeah you couldn't but follow in a mat that hasn't been cleaned up yet <laughs> yeah they're oh both wrestling God. yeah yeah i forgot to mention that you could see actual puddles of blood, puddles on, the of ring, blood. on the skirt on the like not skirt. absorbed yes. yet yeah yeah you could, and still, like, you could still see the light texture off of uh, some of those i yes. couldn't believe they didn't change out the canvas dude um, gross gross i know they don't i uh, wrestlemania they change the canvas out after every match yeah. and i think part of that is because they sell the the canvas yeah um but I thought at this point anyway they were changing them out if if they got dirty or bloody or something like that. But no, it was they, those fucking guys had to wrestle on no, top. No, roll of around in that shit. Yeah, yeah, man, dude. You know the crazy thing about that too is like this is not pre-AIDS, you know? right? This is twenty years into AIDS. Yes, and they're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you know. But before the health violations for WWE or the health code. Yeah, right. It was crazy, but um, it was kind of weird. Hurricane got hurt. And he got taken out of the match, but then he came yeah. back to lose. Yeah, he pulled the James Brown just yeah. to come back and lose. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Normally, when someone does that, they come back and win. Right. But that yeah. was kind of it was kind of a weird match, and nobody gave a shit. I didn't give a shit. Literally, nobody gave a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cade and Murdoch, new champions. Yeah. Then after that, we're back to Flair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still fucking. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what is is this where the car the car is like rocking or something? Yes. Like so at yes. this point the lady has she's wearing his robe and has to get some air. Right, right, right. Flashes right. the rest of the people inside the yeah. limo gets back in. Well, yeah, she needs to get air because the friction at this point could start a fire inside that thing. <laughs> right. Maybe that's what the smoke was earlier. Yeah. Actually, there's a great right great white concert. There's fucking. There's <laughs> champagne. There's Viagra. You know what's going on in there? Yeah. Then after that, we go to uh, Maria interviewing Chris Masters where she was doing the idiot gimmick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Or just doing the Maria gimmick. Or just being yeah. Maria. Just being being herself. Yeah. Doing a fine job of it. Um, Why is he called the masturbate? Oh, I'm sorry. The masterpiece. <laughs> I was like, what? That was dumb. Really? What, the masterpiece? No, no, no. She specifically she said, why that. are you called the masturbate? Oh, she said that. I thought And you he were corrected that. her and said, no, it's the masterpiece. Right, because she was an idiot. That was her lead question. Yeah, I mean, that was her whole gimmick because she was like a slow adult. Thank you, Maria. I mean, that's her whole actual personality. She's a slow adult. Top-notch so turn- stuff here. Oh, yeah. That's that's some good broadcast journalism right Cream there. Cream of the crop. Yeah. <laughs> She's a regular fucking Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. That's your leeway of uh, Shawn Michaels taking on Chris Masters. I just want to say right at the beginning of this, Chris Masters was fucking awesome. Disagree. I know, and I don't know why. Disagree. I hated Chris Masters, dude. And I, I fucking I loathed him. I, I know. He, he's always the dude. You mention him to me like you'll text me some shit. Like, fuck Chris oh, Masters. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. probably once a month you'll make a Chris Masters reference. Yeah. Like, in, in, in regard to someone who's shitty. Right. Or you fuck him. him. Yeah. He was fucking great. So, in going back and watching this match, I'm... Okay. To be fair, this is probably his best match. Well, yeah, I mean, he was working with HBK. Right. So, was it Chris Masters or was it HBK? I mean, look, I'm sure... Six of one, half dozen of the other? I mean, who knows, right? I mean, look, I'm sure... this is the best match. I'm sure Sean was calling the match. Yes. But Sean couldn't call a good match with me. Or or me. Right. It would suck. Yeah. You know, we'd be the only people who ever had a bad match with him. Yeah. Like, 45 seconds in, we're like, are we ready to call this thing? Take it home? Yeah. Yeah, But this also wasn't like, you didn't watch it and be like, oh, this was okay for a Shawn Michaels match. This was a good fucking match. It was a good match. Chris Masters wrestled as a great heel. Mm -hmm. HBK wrestled as a good heel and a good face. Yeah. So, it was a solid, solid match. I don't know if it was the perfect match to lead up to your main event because maybe it overshadowed it a little bit. But it was very, very good, and I would argue Chris Masters' best match because I fucking hate Chris Masters. I know, I don't get can't it. stand him. Fuck his music. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, the only thing that was a little weird to me is he worked Sean's back. He really did. Yeah. Why would you work a guy's back to set up a master lock? Want to work his shoulders, right, or his arms? Right. Yeah. That or was kind of weird. Yep. Yeah. He like gave him a, a, a power bomb into the post. Right. Outside the ring. Put him in a fucking torture rack. Put him in a torture rack. So okay, during the torture rack. Why were Sean's hands bleeding? Did you notice his hands were bleeding? That happened earlier in the match. What was it? How Before hands... Sean, like, dude, it was like they less had than to five connect. minutes. You could see there was a little bit of blood down the middle of Chris Masters. Oh, I think he got his lip busted. That happened earlier. Okay, so I've got answers on both of those. Okay. So earlier in the match, before HBK shoots himself over the top rope and starts going full heel on Masters, HBK's fingers are messed up. That's where those start bleeding. Then. Well, what, ha- why? 
I don't know what, what move they did, but HBK is like messing with his fingers and okay. they're bleeding. So I didn't notice that, but I noticed in the torture rack that his fingers were bleeding. So you mentioned after the power bombs on the outside to the, the corner post. Yeah. When HBK falls to the, the ringside area, you can see him kind of clutching his hand a little bit. They're bleeding already. Then they go back inside the ring. HBK kes, uh, catches Masters with an elbow to the face. Okay. That's when Masters Bust starts bleeding. That I think he sense. legitimately actually popped his nose. It okay, wasn't so, his lip. He actually popped his nose. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah. Whatever it was. I could tell. I didn't see it happen, but I could see where the blood was. And I was like, yes. oh, he just got potatoed. Right. No, that's pretty. So standard. HBK's fingers were accident. I don't know if Chris Masters did that, and HBK paid him back later with an elbow to the nose to bust him open as I mean, well. What could HB, What could Masters have done to HBK's fingers? He's Chris Masters. So I have a theory. I was wondering if HBK was supposed to bleed, and he got that. He might have been the dude. I don't know where he. You know, different guys keep the blade in different places. Right. I don't know if he kept his in his wrist tape or what. I was wondering if he accidentally cut his hand when he was going to do the blade job and then drop. Ended up dropping the fucking thing. It seemed to be on his pinky. Yeah, it seemed to be on his pinky, but it was on both hands. I don't know, dude. That's that's possible. Yeah, I've never seen that's a wrestler possible. bleed from their hands before, so I was like, I wonder if he just slipped up with a blade when he was maybe. trying to cut himself, and he ended maybe. up cutting his finger, and then maybe he didn't bleed because he dropped the fucking thing. That could be. Yeah. yeah, that could be. I mean, that's just a guess. That could be. But, um, yeah, the match was fucking awesome. I loved it. Um... Sean got ended up. He ended up getting put in the master lock, right? And then that was where oh, he a few times. At this point, nobody's been able to break out of it. Challenge yes, that was or the no, big thing. Challenge yeah. or not, he had. Yep. Uh, Sean Michaels had great awareness of not just trying to use your body to uh, squeak out of it, but use your resources, use the ring to do so. So what was cool was he he's got him in it toward the end of the match. He had it like you said a couple times. Yeah. earlier, um, didn't he kick dick kick him? He did, yes. So Shawn Michaels is in the master lock. Yeah. And he kind of grabs the referee. Grabs the ref. And the referee is kind of distracted with being grabbed. HBK mule kicks. And that's Chris Masters in the dick. That's where you're talking about him working as a heel. No, before that. They actually oh. go to the outside. And he actually throws Masters into the ring steps. And he almost hits him with a chair. Right, right. But you have to remember, this is after HBK's match with Hogan at SummerSlam. Where he completely oversold and make Hogan kind of look like a clown. Right, 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 right. So he was still like kind no, he didn't. of. No, a... he didn't. You're right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hogan was really killing him. Yeah. This was kind of post HBK moving back into a face role after being in a heel role. So he right. was still kind of not necessarily playing both sides, but playing the face side maybe heavier than the, the heel side, but still showing heel tendencies. Because that kind of played in as well. So he did that earlier in the match. And later on, like you mentioned, grabbed the ref, mule kicked Masters in the dick. Right. Total heel tendencies. Yeah. Okay. Then he gets him in the Master Lock again. And HBK tries doing the thing where he kicks off the top rope. Couldn't do the it. Cor- the corner. No, he couldn't do it. He Masters, tried it like three times. He tried it. And Masters every time like knew what he was going to do. He stepped back. And Jim Ross kept saying like, oh, the kid's young. He sees through this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was brilliant. And then it was. finally HBK ended up climbing over the top rope in the master lock to break the hold. Also brilliant. That was so cool, dude. Also brilliant. It, yes. That's exactly, you know what? Uh, I have genius on my notes. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't write brilliant. I wrote genius. <laughs> okay. You went up to me. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So it ended up, uh, not long after that, HBK goes for a crossbody. Uh Chris Masters reverses it into a master lock. Yeah. But before he locks he it in. Him, but he, he caught him. And then caught threw him into the master lock. Yeah. But, and then but, but before lock he locks it in, in HBK uh, like kind of sneaks out of it and hits him with a super kick. 
Yep. For the win. It was an gr- awesome finish. I love that finish. It really was. Yeah, it was and a great match. It really was Chris Masters' best match. It was Easily. Chris Masters' best, best match. And I think it also, because he was, what did they say? He was 22? Yeah, yeah. really so, I mean, young. He was green. Really green. There yeah. was one part earlier where he took a fall out of the ring that just looked kind of not... I I don't know how to describe it, but it just you could see that he was green. You yes. know, there were a few things, but for a guy who's 22 years old to end up having a match this good, that just shows how good Shawn Michaels was. And at this know. point in Chris Masters' career, I'm actually surprised that HBK took the the win in this one. Yeah, you would have thought. I actually expected because I forgot. I expected him to lose. Yeah, but again, Carlito in the earlier match in the opener, still young in his career, mm-hmm. took the loss in that one. Right. Clearly, they're putting over the veterans on this pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, but they made him look good. I mean, Carlito they really looked, did. Car, they, they protected Carlito with the finish. Yeah, Masters, um, um, he still didn't break out of the master lock. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. So it, was, it was good. They, like, they got lucky at every turn. Totally. Yeah. Kept, kept building uh, that master lock challenge, or at least the strength of that hold. But yeah. Yeah. Resourceful way to get out of it. Totally. So after that's over, we go back to the limo, and the four chicks are. The four chicks are doing the walk of shame. Why aren't we hearing Benny, Benny Hill music at this point? <laughs> yeah, right. With right. the fucking limo. Yeah, and a couple of them look like they had a good time. A couple of them don't. Like, they look like the, um, you know, in American Psycho, when the chicks are leaving Patrick Bateman's apartment and he's handing them money. <laughs> they kind of <laughs> right. look like that, like ashamed and like it was uncomfortable what was going on in there. They didn't like it. And then you see Fl- Flair's backing out of the limo. His the whole na- ass is out. The nature's ass. Yeah, yeah he's, he's tan lines and everything. You see his whole ass. Like, you can see his butthole and everything. I think I saw a little bit of Harvest Moon going on in there. Like, it didn't look exactly clean. I yeah, mean, he's worn out. He's, he's assed out. Oh, he's know. done. He's done. He's done. That he's champagne and Viagra is completely worn off spent. at this point. I mean, yeah. But we're also trying to figure, I mean, this is the celebration. Or this started after the second match. First Jeez. match. No, like the celebration with them, but being in the limo. Oh, right, for right, right. That yeah. amount of time. Yes, yes. You, he was I able know. to, he was able to last that long, or, or maybe they had a, a water break or uh, called for a quick pizza. I don't know. <laughs> so I want to bring to WWE's attention that like, many times in the NWA we had seen Flair's trunks pulled down, to where we had seen his ass plenty of times in the eighties and nineties. I don't know why in 2005 they felt the need to show us his ass again, but they did. And for that, I hate them. But then poor Ric Flair, completely worn out, passes out, literally on the concrete. Tries to woo. Yes, thank he you. Has the, thank you. He has the breath in him to do it, uh, winds up for it, and down he goes. Down he goes. Done. But so, if that was the woo that wasn't meant to come out, that was maybe kind of worth it. Oh, it totally was. Hey, yeah. He Space w- Mountain stopped. Hey, he went two hours. He did. Yeah. He did. He went beyond being the 60-minute man right. and became the two-hour man. <laughs> and to his credit, Space Mountain shut down, but uh, I think Flair got the job done. Hey, who among us hasn't been faced down on the concrete after a good session like that? Just saying. Uh, Adam was sadly raising his hand. What was the main one, event? One day, one day. <laughs> the main event was in that limo, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, we, we just talked about that. Was the main event? Great white concert. I mean, we already talked about the package at the 
at the beginning of the pay per view. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> but for technicalities, we're going into WWE title match: Kurt Angle versus. We almost John saw Flair's package. <laughs> almost. almost. So again, uh, they established uh, uh, leading into this match that uh, Jericho had just lost a year fired match. Bischoff is all over Cena's case. Immediately, Angle comes in, starts attacking him. He's the new number one contender, and he is in wrestling machine mode. Uh, he was crazy at this point. This would have been like, I mean, this had to be like Angle, like his peak in the company, right? Ooh. Okay, so that's maybe a topic for another podcast episode. Okay, okay. But you could argue yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, very He's at much a so. game level. Whether this was peak or not, right? He was almost like John Cena said, intensity of ten cities. Right. Kurt Angle was intensity in ten cities, which is the actual phrase. Adam, yeah. you would know this. You're a Wayne's World fan. But dude, like oh, yeah. heel angle at this point might be one of the greatest of all time in terms and, of heels. And you know what was crazy too? They were booing the fuck out of him. This yes. was like, this would have been a few months before he could not get booed. Remember when he was a heel, like early oh 2006? Gosh. Yes. And he was doing all, he was doing crazy shit. Like this he, is the start of the You Suck chance. Uh, no, no, I think almost, you, suck around, isn't no, it? you Suck had been around for a while before yeah. this. But what I mean is, he was, the crowd started to like him not long after this, but the company wanted him to be a heel. But they, it just was not happening. They crowd could was not, not allowing. They that. could not mm-hmm. get him booed, so he, they started having him do crazy fucking promos. Marie said he wants to put Jesus in an ankle lock. Didn't matter. Oh, Didn't matter. It, eh? And then he did a pro, he did a promo where he said something like, one? "I've never been a fan of the black people." Couldn't get booed. I don't remember oh, that. Yeah, yeah, boy. he said that. Oh, oh man, they he, were really pushing. The they were going then. hard, but trying to get him booed, which that was a great one too because um, he is way into uh, black chicks. We all like know this. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that was kind of funny, like finding that out later and then remembering that promo. Um, but uh, yeah, he said yeah. that and he couldn't get booed. Which, I mean, I guess there are still some cities and that you wouldn't get booed for saying that. Oklahoma City, um, for example. <laughs> I, would, I wasn't going to call out any of them in case we have listeners there. Oh, I'm sorry. Unsubscribe. Um, I don't think we have any listeners in Oklahoma. India. Like, huh? India. Yeah, that one dude in India. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we assume it's a dude. Well, that's okay. Per Spotify, our listeners are ninety-seven percent male. I think. Okay. Like yeah. So why don't the ladies? We're not Jerry Lawler or Ric Flair or Coach. No, no, no. We criticize them for that. Exactly. Yeah. No, no. We should have more uh, women listeners. Friends of the ladies. Yes. That's who we are. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so before the match, <laughs> before the match starts, Jr. called Kurt Angle a blue-eyed demon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like that's like a we like, couldn't call him a white devil. Well, it's like yeah, I mean that's like the same. That's what Malcolm X used to say that like the blue eyed devil, like it's the same thing, <laughs> you know, demon and devil. I guess two thousand five was crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was like right before like okay, maybe you shouldn't fucking say that, guys. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like there's no way this commentary would fly today. Yeah, no way. Yeah, so they start off kind of wrestling, wrestling, and Cena's working the angle over. Angle starts getting frustrated. He takes a powder, yep. which is one of those lost art things. You it know, really is. Not enough yes. people do anymore. Um, and there's a lot of good back and forth. And uh, Angle eventually takes control. And then I was like, "Damn, dude, this these crowd, this crowd's 
fucking loved scene at this point. Oh, they're yeah. They're the shit out of Angle. Well, you could see it was kind of starting to turn. Did you? I didn't, ca- I didn't catch that. I did. So when he made his entrance, Cena, that is. I was a little drunk at this point watching the pay-per-view. I was not. So you could kind of hear a little bit of booing. Okay. As the match went on, the boos got louder. Oh. And you could start to see the vocal males really starting to turn against Cena. Okay. Yeah. It very And in fact, when he won, you could see a lot of the front row thumbs down. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't notice that Very much so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, very much so. You could already see that anti-Cena movement starting. Okay. Um, so we get a ref bump later on, and then Cena hits Kyoto an FU. Kyoto is out cold. Yeah, yeah, he's out. Like, hit to the chest and out cold. Yeah. <laughs> and Cena hits an FU. Yeah, and right? no count. Yeah, no count. And then Angle kicks him in the fucking mailbox. Right in the penis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a funny way to say it. Right to the chain um, gang. <laughs> <laughs> and then Angle punches him with the fucking metal. Hits him right in the face with it. And JR says, like, yeah, you've heard of brass knucks. That was gold knucks. Like, that was kind of cool. Yeah, clever. So then Bischoff comes out and starts talking shit. And then that's, to me, where the match started getting weird. Very, very weird. Yes. And maybe if I'd been more up on the previous storyline, I would have... Or sober. Or sober. It would have made more sense. But I was just like, oh, now the match is turning into a mess and I don't really understand why. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it got messy at that point. Because he's taunting Cena and he's holding the title and he's like, you're going to give up. And he's in the ankle lock. Yeah. Setting up Montreal's screw job. And the crowd is fucking pissed, too. And all of a sudden, like, Eric Bischoff becomes the referee. Like, suddenly he had power to determine the outcome of the match. Right. Like, what? Yeah, he told the timekeeper to get ready. Yeah. Yeah, Like, they're setting up a screw job, like Adam said. Right. Like, I'm going to hit him with the belt, get ready. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. Um,. So what happened? Cena got DQ'd? Yeah. So, uh, so, so Angle's thrown that. into Bischoff. It got, it got really fucking confusing. Angle gets thrown into Bischoff out of the ankle lock. Okay. The belt falls in the ring. Cena picks up the belt, clocks Angle, goes to pin him, but the referee somehow awoke during this, and the referee yeah, sees right on Cena clock Angle with the title, DQ finish in a main event on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Which, which is, is exactly why Hardy and Ed should have closed the show. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think of. I mean, I thought they should have closed the show anyway, but I I knew I got why they didn't because it, it wasn't a title match. Yeah, but you're right. Um, you should not end a pay per view on a DQ slash countout finish. Right. A no decision essentially is bullshit. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants Fuck to pay fifty that. fucking bucks for that. You yeah. Are, yeah, because at this point there is no WWE Network. You paid for this shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I didn't really even get what they were trying to accomplish with this. Sad. <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of a mess for mess sakes. You're setting up the next pay-per-view is I mean, what I, you're doing. I guess, but there, I mean, a million things. Uh, fucking Cena could have... Uh, uh, Angle could have gotten counted out, or Angle could have gotten DQ'd, or uh, yeah. anything. They could have done any... There, there are a lot of different things they could have done besides just making a, a mess of things. Yeah. You know, it was I, I didn't like it. I really, yeah. I really didn't like the finish of this match at all. Uh, garbage. And then they try to send the crowd home, hap- home happy with put, having Cena put Angle... Through the, table, through the table with the fucking FU. Which actually early on when the show started, I noticed uh, the Raw announcers were up on the stage. Yes. And the Spanish announcers were next to the ring. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I knew someone was going through that Somebody's going table. through the table. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was a shit finish. But overall, it was, it was actually a really good show. I liked it a lot. It um, was This solid. was Adam. This was your idea to do this one. I would have never. Wasn't it your idea? 
No. It wasn't mine. Okay, did you give me a different Unforgiven to watch? Yes. So, oh, okay. So it wasn't but Adam's where idea. Where did we screw up? I wrote down the wrong year. Which one did you want to do? No. See, you no, wanted to do we the one. Wanted, we wanted to save that one from when the wives were present. See, remember I said that? I thought. But that wasn't 05. No, that but was the, it wasn't 05. So I wrote down 05, and I thought 05 was that one because that's what I wrote down. And then remember you and I talked about it, and we were like, oh, no, that's not the one with them. So whatever. So we so, fucked up and did the wrong episode here. <laughs> we, we watched the wrong pay-per-view. Our drunkard listeners have suffered through this review because we got the wrong year. I mean, I don't know that they've suffered, you know? like. Okay, we suffered. Yeah. No, it was nah, a good suffer, It was, it was a good pay-per-view. No, it was, was a good pay-per-view. No, I was glad that Adam suggested it. Now I'm finding out Adam didn't suggest it. Um, <laughs> but hey, Hidden Gem, right? It's a good show. Anyone, Diamond in the Rough. Yeah, any of you guys listening to this... I definitely think you should go back and watch it. It was really good. Um, the HBK match was actually my favorite match. I, if you hate Chris Masters like I do, go back and watch this match. See if you change your mind. Yeah, you didn't, but... I didn't. But you should, have, but you should have. But it's a good Chris Masters in that match. One. Yeah, yeah. The, the cage match was my second favorite. Tag team Excellent. match was the worst part of the show. I loved Ric Flair winning the Intercontinental Championship. Love that. Great I, he didn't cry, yeah. which is... Right. I mean, just... Yeah. I mean, under, under all technicalities, that's a grand... Completing the Grand Slam, right? Correct. So, yeah, he was able to do that. I because I think he also won the United States title, but it would count. Oh with, wait, no, he would, was a triple crown. No, it, it was count, triple crown. He was triple crown winner. He didn't. Okay. Hold, he held the IC, the world, and the tag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, triple crown. Yeah. But I mean, like United States title will count under WCW uh, rulings. But yeah, I no, mean, this was count. a this was a great match for yeah. him as well. Totally. Yeah. The only thing is, I wish Eddie Guerrero would have had a match. Um, well, this was a Raw pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, that's a So I, I couldn't remember which show he was on at the time. And they weren't double-dipping um, at that point. Right. So, um, I yeah. also wish that Benoit had had a match because I had to pee at one point during the show. Dude, that was the worst part. But, um, yeah, yeah, I really had to piss during the show. Yeah. And there was no Benoit match to go pee during. Uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. That would be a complaint for sure. Yeah. But overall, it was a great show. Really good. It really was. Really good. Happy accident is what I'd call that. Uh, that's called... Um, Serendipity, right? Bingo. Serendipity. That's, that's the name of this episode. All right, let's go home, Adam. So, still, I think that was, I mean, despite uh, what was thought about uh, doing the homework in preparation for this episode, I still thought it was a great episode. I think we'd all go home happy with this. Let me get some uh, supplements out so we could celebrate with all sorts of good stuff. These are my garlic supplements so that everything we consume afterward we don't get <laughs> Adam's popping Viagra we don't get I got the I'm blood not gonna circulating fuck you, Adam. he's gonna fuck us I'm not oh woo actually why did I wash that down with water I need I need some A&W on the wait that was garlic woo! not Viagra right I <laughs> hope making so sure. I, I don't know if to run away or to I, stay here after the I don't know but that pizza looks so fucking sexy right now no, but anyways here. let's uh, let's make sure that uh, it's going to be hear, a fun next episode. We hear what you think uh, about this uh, episode. Let us know on all of our social media handles. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. While you can wrestling <laughs> underscore drunk, get those shirts at whatamaneuver.net. Please uh, drink. What? I'd irresponsibly. Just drink, drink irresponsibly, or or not. I I don't do whatever no. you want. Don't yeah. practice safe sex. Do, 
Um, wa- Don't wash, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Wear wear a mask. Do you think Flair? Do you six. Think, do you think Flair just tossed the condom out six of the window? Feet. Condom. <laughs> Never mind. He was a nature man. It was sticking out of the sunroof. You don't do anal with a condom. Yo, what's the point? And yeah, I'll insert all those other taglines that we have here. That's our episode. One, two, three. Oklahoma. I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottle of whiskey for the way. And I sure would like some sweet company. And I'm leaving tomorrow. What do you say? When I'm gone. When I'm gone. You're gonna miss me when I'm gone. You're gonna miss me by my hair. You're gonna miss me everywhere. Oh, I know 